Hello and welcome to the Mullet Over Podcast. No sound effects today. <laughs> no, we're actually having somebody. We're going to actually have an intro and an outro. We're having that developed. I totally forgot you used to be Fox. It wasn't that long ago, but that was just... And all of our listeners are so relieved, I think. I, you know what I really... I'm going to go back and clip all of the beatboxing, and we're going to do something with that, because maybe we'll try to find a way to make that the intro. Yeah. I'm going to mess around. I'm going to spend way too much time today being unproductive and working on that. So... Yeah, I made some interesting, nothing, nothing worth repeating. I don't know. I we'll see. I'm gonna turn into like a Christmas jingle or something. That's I remember the do. first one of those cards that you get where they put your face on an elf, you know, and, and it was like oh, a whole yeah, yeah. office. Elf staff. yourself. Elf, elf yourself. yourself. Yeah, yeah I'm glad was, those went away. But I probably could find that. And now that you mention it, that might be our intro no, until Christmas. Until Christmas is over. Elf yourself. Oh, yeah, so quite a big announcement, huh? Yeah. Yeah, why I'm leaving Christianity. Christianity. Yeah, before that, I thought it'd be good to start with uh, I, I, your kid's birthday wish for Papa was my favorite, the video of them. That oh, was just yes. like so They're very and adorable. Very, very cute. How do you train that into them? They're amazing. So, yeah. Uh, of course, there's the one right at the top. This is this is one of my birthday gifts. Well, okay, you got a birthday gift, and it's a it's a it's a mug or a yeah, it's a, kind of a yeti. I don't know yeti. that it's officially a tumbler. I think yeah. is what they're called or whatever. And uh, I keep all my dad jokes in my dad base, D A D A B A S E, and um, watching your eyes. Whoever whoever thought this was a good idea, Dad, did you get a haircut? No, I got them all cut. You yeah. never heard that one. Oh my goodness! It's just this is my childhood <laughs> this right is here. Your favorite? These are just Richard Mole quotes episode for... to begin with ever. Oh, yeah. Man. Why was 2019 afraid of 2020? COVID. Because they had a fight in 2021. <sighs> yeah, that when you, you so actually you have to see the numbers. It hurts. It kind of yeah, hurts. It kind of hurts. Yeah, yeah. I bet none of you will see this one coming what did the coffee report to the police what did the coffee report to the police i don't know a mugging oh no <laughs> I, i'm gonna have to okay read i think dad jokes might be coming back because there's like a tiktok account and it's just these two dads or there's different dads and they sit on like a, a dock <laughs> yeah i've seen that and they tell just the worst dad jokes. yeah terrible they, they try not to laugh it's pretty funny yeah, yeah. okay so we won't bore the listeners anymore or the, you. I just, the, ro- the rolling of the eyes is <laughs> what I go for. Uh, I've had those a few times. Okay. So uh, you're leaving Christianity. Yeah. Uh, is it is it uh, Hindu? Nope. Muslim? Nope. Are you an atheist now? Nope. What, what are you now? What do you identify as now? Yeah. What are your pronouns? The word identify what are your is pronouns? Like such a big deal. And... It's it's important, I think, because that was not the term that Jesus used of his followers. Not one time. You saying he him? Yep. He never used. But no, he said, "I am, I am him." Yeah, I, I am <laughs> Christ. I am the Messiah. That's a really bad dad joke, right there. Yeah, I I am. He he was the only one that could identify as that as yes. I am, and uh, and and it wasn't until many years later that the word was used by unbelievers of those who were truly disciples. How many years after do you think it was? 
Uh, Acts 19 was the first time, and it was it was in Antioch. It was the first time chronologically the disciples how far were called? How far is that? That's a great question. I I'd have to study that. Of course, Paul Google. had been converted at that point, and for years he had persecuted, killed Christians. Christians were afraid of him, so he'd had his transformation time in the desert, come out, been ministering for some time, and. Uh, and so, you know, Acts 19 is pretty far into the game. Um, Acts 28 is the end of that book. I actually believe we're living in the book of Acts. 23 to 25 years approximately after the death of Christ. Yeah. Or no, or yeah, 20 to 20, over 20 years. Yeah. And so it's been interesting because I've been speaking different places and I have done the same exercise again and again, and I get many of the same answers. And one of the first things I go is let's describe, let's, and I'll draw a stick figure because that's about as good as my drawing gets. And uh, I actually love art. I like painting, but man, just drawing a, a person. I, uh, yeah. yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. Stick figure. I struggle just, with a stick figure. Yeah. And, and so, but, and I go, what, let's describe the normal American Christian and and uh, start getting amazing feedback same doesn't matter I've been in different states been in different demographics and I get a lot of the same stuff and then after I hear some of the feedback some of the thoughts um, I will ask some questions to, to you know I, I don't want to direct the thinking I want to discover what people think so you know like we, we actually did it recently with a group so I've got it in here on the board um, people that go to church yeah. and, and, uh, people that have prayed a prayer. Uh, in fact, I think when, and I often ask this question, I was like, if we boiled it all down to the simplest thing, it's someone who prayed a prayer, um, to accept Jesus into their heart and know they're going to heaven when they die. And most people are like, yeah, that's like the lowest common denominator. And the wild thing is I've been looking for that. I can't find that in the Bible. I think the closest thing I find is the thief on the cross who, you know, is going like, hey, stop speaking against this guy. Don't you know yeah. who this is? And uh, Jesus, you know, says you're going to be with me today in paradise. But the rich young ruler who was doing everything right, he was just shout, like, out, shout out to Philip. Yep. Yep. Great book. Great interview. You know, it was like sell everything. He was giving him the terms of discipleship that he had reiterated to others. And it's a pretty radical call. He, his great commandment wasn't to go make Christians. Ooh. He never asked us to be Christians. Ooh. What was the great commission? To go into all the world and make disciples. Oh. Teaching them everything I've taught you. And then it went on. The church was begun examining and following the teaching of the apostles. And so we've been, we've been studying... I got a master's discipleship class, which has just been incredible, helping 12. They're all leaders um, and helping them write their book, helping them extract their DNA. But in that process, uh, they've been studying every passage on disciple from Genesis to Revelation. And if we if we took time to study every time the word Christian is in the Bible, it's three verses. It takes it's a lot of work to study disciple from Genesis to Revelation all the times it's all New Testament so it's really new 
Matthew, the New Testament, Matthew, yeah, Matthew, Matthew to Revelation. Revelation. But um, it, it is it is radical. How many times is the way used? Followers of the way. Oh, that's a great question. Google I it. I think it might be one time, but I am not sure. So so over time, they different people called them different things. Um, the only verse where where an apostle um, is is writing, he says, in Peter, he says, don't consider it strange if you suffer for being a Christian. So in, in other words, I, I don't know that he was saying we identify ourselves as Christians, but, the, but he's saying the people that are going to come against us are coming against us for being Christians. So I love the fact that the word kind of means little Christ, but it was it was a derogatory term. And it doesn't mean what people today, how we use it today. And, and when it talks about being a disciple in the Bible, it's pretty radical what, what disciples were called to do. Um, one of the passages, he says, when you are persecuted for, and, and, and uh, this is Jesus, before, before Peter says those words, Jesus is saying it. So the, the only thing we find about Christian is that it's another word for disciple. So we have to understand Christian. We have to look at every time the word disciple is used. And it's pretty radical. A lot of those passages, the disciples were sent out. Disciples are called the way more than they're called Christians. Really? How many times? It, it, about seven. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I had, I had studied believers because we're yeah. called believers. And one of them is in the neighborhood of like, seven followers and believers is like seven in it. And one of them, maybe 15. I don't remember. I, I should, yeah. could pull up my notes cause I've got all that. Um, I had not, I don't think I had added the way, um, in there. And, uh, so all of those terms combined is about a 10th of disciple of the word disciple. Yeah. And I believe it's, I believe it's a demonic strategy to delude to allow us to create something, pursue something, believe we've accomplished something without ever challenging so, that thinking. So what I'm hearing you saying is that if we call ourselves disciples, then we'll have to hold ourselves to the Bible standard. But since we call ourselves Christian, we can create we can create a definition for that that fits our experience. I mean, but they called disciples Christians. So like Okay, so what if we go by the way? What if we go by believers? Well, you know, like, explain that to me. I want to understand what you're saying. Well, because Jesus many times was a lot of passages. He goes, if you want to be my disciple, (laughs) you will be like me. If you want to be my disciple, you'll leave everything. But every pastor I listen to finds a way to describe why we don't have to do all that stuff anymore. Yeah. Through some Bible verse or through something. Well, I believe that what has happened, my under, my, my, my perception of it, a lot of people have said, yeah, you know, it's not, not like something people talk about or think about a lot of times, but is that disciple is kind of second tier. We had discipleship classes. Second, like, like there's like you, you, you enter, like actually I was my, on my feeds lately has been Delta force and Navy seals. I don't know how it got on there because somebody we minister to or stuff that, yeah, whatever. So, but but it was interesting because it talks about tier one operators and tier two operators and stuff like that. And, and I believe in our minds, in fact, I've been told that before. They're like, uh, I had a 
church staff leader saying, I want you to come in here and you develop the special forces. And I'm going, that is not what Jesus did. He, he wasn't taking 12 guys and going, you're my special forces unit. Yeah. yeah, he called them apostles, but they identified as disciples. They were the ones that wrote that book. They knew who they, they yeah. knew they were apostles, yeah. but they never left that identification as learner. Yeah. They they described themselves. They they called themselves servants sometimes, yeah. Yeah. and and uh, but but the the word disciple means learner, and they were always learning to be more like Jesus, always in process to become more like Jesus, and and I believe that in in our minds that it's an optional second level. Like all you have to do is pray this prayer and you're going to heaven when you die. Yeah. But we really strongly encourage you to read your Bible. You know, and we really strongly, when we would write out discipleship. Christianity is more about salvation, I think. Yeah. I think if you boil down Christianity, it's salvation. That's Well, it's just a whole other animal. Saved. Uh-oh. Sozo. Another one of those words that doesn't mean what we think it means. I've been told to pull your pant leg down. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> the the but Yeah. Sozo. Yeah. Is another one of those words that for most of my Christian life, being saved meant going to heaven. Yeah. Man, when you look at that word, it means so much more. You know, I I know that our title of this episode was a little bit edgy and we we actually debated that cuz I was like, I why I no longer identify as a Christian cuz who you identify as is a big deal and you you're like why I'm leaving Christianity is is more provocative. And uh, but we need to be provoked. What we have been doing Jesus in American everybody. church Christianity is not, I believe, first of all, what Jesus would be doing, and it's not making the impact on the world that we we desire. It. I I don't know that anybody goes, man. We really don't want to make an impact. We just kind of oh want yeah, hundred percent survive. No, yeah. But I believe that we have to be provoked. Um, we have to be. We have to stop and think. And you know, another word that. That it took me a long time. Yesterday, our master discipleship class, we were talking about the, the last chapter of my book, Jesus Training Manual. A lot of them said it was their favorite chapter, which was interesting to me. Um, I because I, I've never led a group like this um, and gotten that that kind of feedback. And I was like, wow, because it's the one that I added, and it's about the kingdom of God. But one of the reasons it was so hard to write that one is the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, always meant. What happens when we die? We yeah. get to go to the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And and even now I hear people talk with a broader understanding of kingdom, but very few have studied kingdom. I, I Almost every subject that I like to dive into, I'm going to read every passage on healing. When you do that, it informs you so yeah. much. And it changes. If you let it, it will change you. It'll change your theology. One of the most challenging things that I find is getting into discussions with other Christians about any of the topics that I've done that with because they come thinking that their vantage point has a biblical foundation because they've thought about the word. They know what, you know, and they have some scriptures, but they've never taken it through the filter of Every time that passage is used, they, you it takes time to do that. Yeah. It was year. It was five years of me studying every passage on Kingdom of Heaven before it was like 
the veil was peeled back from all the old thinking and all the old understanding. The word sozo is incredible because it means to be healed. It's translated to be healed, to be made whole. If you read every passage where it's translated saved and you you instead put to be be made made whole whole or heal, whoa, it is powerful. It is dynamic. If you study every passage, in fact, I want to offer the listeners today, anybody that wants it, um, messages on Facebook, put, put some links for email address. Cause I will send you every passage on disciple. It is not a small study, 265. And what we've included in that is every passage because a word, uh, just the verse. Sometimes you don't get the context. So every one of them, it's a passage. What's interesting is, is it's even bigger than that because usually I'm including the, if he's talking to the disciples about, some of the um, parables. I'm including the parable that's right there, yeah. not the five parables that follow it. Yeah, you know, yeah. so the context is even bigger. Um, but, the whole New Testament is the context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it is, but it is radical. And when you're specifically looking for what did he send disciples to do? Yeah. What did he teach them? Because if we're to teach them everything that that he Jesus taught, taught to them. <laughs> I realized I had a Bible college degree and a seminary degree. I've been in church every time the doors were open and I did, I had no clue about the stuff that Jesus taught his disciples. Zero about healing. Yeah. Hearing God's voice. I didn't know people that knew how to hear God's voice. Very many. If they talked like that, I just thought they were weird. Yeah. And they were considered the fringe. What do you think? About well, thank this? you for coming to our podcast. No, <laughs> so <clears throat> you've kind of left Christianity. I didn't want to go to church my whole life growing up. Like once we, uh, <laughs> pretty much, I was. I didn't like going to church growing up. I didn't like American church. Yeah. So, then, then I started church and I worked for church and. I don't know. I, it's weird. I, I actually like church more now than I ever have, probably. Yeah. I probably like the American church more now yeah. than I probably ever have, which is weird. Not that I think it's better no. than I ever have. I'm loving. We go to Abide, and yeah. I'm, I love it there. Although it's, it is interesting, because especially when you've really delved into so much of the word, there are things that yeah. it's hard not to go, I'd love to challenge this. I'd love to challenge that. But I, I kind of turn that off most of the time, yeah. you know, because it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting. I've had the invitation. One of the guys in our master discipleship class is a pastor. And he, he, the book that God told him to write is from apostolic to apostate and back to apostolic. Yeah. And he's pastoring a Baptist church. Yeah. And, and I am so thrilled because I've studied that subject yeah. um, biblically. And he's like, He's going, I'm watching him go through this transformation. The whole church has signed on board. We want to go through this transformation. We want to find out what that means to be apostolic and become apostolic. And so I get to kind of walk that process with them. But man, it takes a credible amount of courage to examine what we've always done. Yeah. What we're doing. Well, it's not even, first off, everyone has faith. Right? Just because you read every verse, Genesis, Revelation, you still have to put faith in your interpretation, your understanding, which your interpretation and understanding has grown 
even as you go through studies again and again, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like you're still a learner. Absolutely. You, you stay humble. You stay like, I don't know everything, but this is something that I'm uncovering and I'm learning. What I hear you saying is that if you were to say, hey, I'm going to try to figure out what – name any sicknesses, cancer, autism, you know, something going on. You're not going to take four cases, examine four cases, talk to those people, and then make a whole assumption about everything. You're going to take – the 250,000 cases and get as much context as possible and let, you know, the data to a degree speak for itself. Less opinion and less, you know. Theology is a term that I had heard first from Josh McDonald. It was the study of someone else's study of God. And very often people think they have done yeah. a thorough yeah. biblical study because they've read this guy and that guy. Yeah. And the truth is many times that guy got his stuff from, from someone else who yeah. got his stuff from someone else and have had some measure of success. And, and we have to honor God's word, I believe to a greater degree than, than we have. Yeah. And uh, I think even like, I know for you, like, like you said, when you found out what Sozo meant, right? It went from saved became a whole new thing. Every time you, you can, could never, you know, study scripture enough and understand, you know, even if you can read Greek and read Hebrew and um, um, you're yeah. still going to be discovering new things every day. And as long as we stay humble and learning and things like happen though, like when I'm studying every passage on healing, I begin to see more healings almost every single time. I'll have more testimonies on healing because my prayers are more informed. My faith level rises. Yeah. Um, I'm often doing that in the context where I'm teaching others. So their faith level and expectation yeah. is rising yeah. where two or three agree on earth is touching anything. Yeah. You know, the, all that begins to happen yeah. more. And, and so you, an atmosphere is created for the supernatural. in that <laughs> arena. Um, and, and even now studying disciples, leading this group through it. What's interesting is, is I'm so, in the role of discipling others and I'm reading those passages and I'm, I'm hearing them question when I know where I'm taking them. I hear them questioning me while I'm studying passages of the disciple. The disciples are questioning Jesus. I'm not Jesus. Okay. Right. I don't like, I, I want people to follow me as I follow Jesus to the degree that I look like him, copy everything that I have, you know, but, but I'm going, so it's weird to experience, to study those patches and kind of experience that like they're trying to straighten him out. They're questioning him. And does he know what he's talking about? Absolutely. You know, and, and, uh, and sometimes he has a lot of grace for that. And there's other times that he's just like, how long am I going to have to put up with this? Yeah. And, um, and I, you know, it's like, it's just been interesting studying it in that context in that way. So I see people leaving Christianity and, and they're leaving it without ever really having done an examination themselves yeah. of God's word. They're looking at the lives of people that have cheated on their wives who have, um, you know, tanked morally or whatever and judging Christianity based upon fallen heroes, based upon, um, hyper-religious parents who crammed the Bible down their throat and were hypocrites. And even though some of them, because I know a lot of people that that fits, even though they've encountered God, experienced God, 
heard God, felt God's love, they're reacting to to whatever stuff and and the world, man. The pressure that the if world you puts. just listen to people and people who are hurt, people who are discouraged, people who don't believe in God, people who aren't reading their Bible. If that's the only thing you listen to, your faith will not increase. Yeah. And if the only thing you do is read your Bible, your faith will increase. Like yeah. it's like. Yeah. Some of the people that we minister to that have been through the most hell. I mean, and and many of them, it was in a religious context. So their family goes to church and they're worshiping Satan and they're, they're blaspheming God. But the ones that have, the ones that have something worth telling about are ones that have gone after it themselves, after God themselves, Jesus themselves. Yeah. And, and recognize that the real Jesus is not the Jesus that, of the, you know, perverted religious system that they were tied to. Yeah. It's not the, the Jesus that was mocked in the occult world. It is not the people that were powerless. Cause many times their faith in darkness grew yeah. because they were around powerless Christians. But what challenged their, their belief and grew it was when they tried to operate in their occult powers around men and women of God, disciples, people that understood the authority, the power of God, the kingdom of God. Only pastors, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I used to think that. I think that really it was a red phone because that was back in the day of Batman and Batman had this red phone, you know, um, or the, uh, no, it, was, it wasn't Batman. It was, it was the commissioner um, had a red phone and it could get Batman anytime before cell phones or anything like that. Yeah, the little turn dial. Yeah, turn dial. And, uh, and for whatever reason, like in my mind, that was the image of pastors that they, they were connecting with God, even though I never saw the sick healed, I never, the dead raised. like right now, like I'm writing the story of Nathaniel and, uh, and remembering all of that. And I'm like, that's what they were sent out to do. Yeah. Go raise the dead teenagers. And I'm like, that is part of our inheritance Paul was praying for the Ephesian church. It happened in Paul's ministry. Yeah. It happened in Peter's ministry. The dead were raised. And it, it, I believe it's supposed to be something that we can walk in now. And uh, So you're not leaving Jesus. Absolutely not. You're following Jesus. And the terms that he held in high regard. The pronouns. The... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do identify as a disciple, a learner. It's a, it's a, it is a pretty humble term, you know. And lately, I've, I've been speaking different places, and I go, there, there is a title. I'm not big into titles. Um, I see people use titles, and it disturbs me. And uh, but I, there is a title that I have embraced. That um, and and, it, and it, for me, it's up there with disciple. Uh -huh. You know that that title, and that's Papa, yes. Granddad. I did not want to be a granddad because that word so in my was, mind meant old. It was your birthday on Wednesday. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the best present was the boys <laughs> snuggling you and eating popcorn yep, with you. Yep. Yep. The look on your face, I was like, yeah. Yep. I was like, this is my happy spot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was saying that was with a group of pastors this morning that I meet with on a weekly basis. And um, the I, I was like, it's like a drug. Like. Their faces when 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 you you come and and Don said the other night when I came they're like where's Papa and it was just like <gasps> like yeah. like it's getting a hit from something and their faces you know because like 
I don't show up at work and everyone goes, oh, Richard, you're here, you oh know. Um, it's been a long time since you guys have, like, greeted me that way. You used to when I was little every day, you know. Have you ever watched, have you watched Bluey? Huh. The the dad in Bluey like walks in the room and says it's dad, <laughs> and everyone's just kind of like keeps doing what they're doing. He's like, all right, guys, listen. From now on, when I walk in the room and I say it's dad, you all have to go, oh yeah, dad, you're the best. No, no, no. <laughs> so the mom rolls her eyes, but he walks back in the room. It's dad, and the little girls are like, yeah, dad. Yeah. <laughs> it is. There is something weird about that. Like like I can tell there's there's chemicals released in my system. Oh, I can babe. feel it when I get that and. Uh, you know, it's like there's somebody in the world that that, that likes you, likes me, <laughs> <laughs> that isn't fed up with me. <laughs> My dad jokes or, oh, or uh, whatever it is. You know. Oh gosh. So they, 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 and it, but it was funny in the card. Asher was like, like the thing I love about Papa the most is he likes to play cars with me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's what they wanted to buy me. Yeah. We, I, I took them on the way, on the way to, to the, to the party. I was like, guys, pick out anything for Papa. And they both got you monster trucks. Cause they knew you, were, <laughs> you needed a monster truck. Not yep. because it was their favorite thing yep. in the world, but yep. so, yeah. So don't worry about me. Uh, my, my faith is growing. Are you still going to go to church? I love going to church. Are, are you still but friends you know with Christians? Part of my journey the Lord told us not to go to church and it was about two years. And part of it was cause I was so entrenched. I have the, the different abilities to do so many different things that fit a church. I mean, that's what I'd been preparing for. Yeah. I could play guitar. I can sing. I can speak. I can lead this. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, just you yeah. know, everything that needs all to the be gifts done. That, that the church services respect and yeah. honor. And the Lord got. was like, I can't, disciple you i was asking the lord to disciple me and and he this was god speaking to me i can't disciple you in that context i think you're giving a lot of people a license to stop going to church the the, here's the cool thing i keep seeing over and over again the promises of blessings were for listening and obeying the voice of god yeah that's what it really boils down to and that's really what jesus was teaching his disciples Listen to the voice of God. When we, and, and I've been doing this with different groups, they list out, well, we need to be equipping people to do the, those things. We need to equip them to heal the sick. We need to equip them to cast out evil spirits. We need to equip them to hear God's voice. Because I didn't know how to do that. Even when I was learning how to do that, people were asking me, would you come and teach our people how to hear God's voice? And I was like, going, I don't know how to explain what I'm doing. What, what, what's happening? I've been asking God to speak to me. He does. And that's all I know. And, I'm, and that's what I'm obeying. Well, but I kept going, I want to be able to do that. So it was interesting because they're listing out, here's the things we need to do. And I'm looking around the office and I'm going, the God speaks Bible. Lord, heal me. Like, because he had taught me those things and said, teach others. I'm going, it it is not for me another random book. Everything that we have been a part of and are doing is about going back to what Jesus did. And making disciples. We've been putting a lot of that discipleship stuff online in our um, discipleship, you know, our online uh, Light Force University. Um, and we're, we're going to um, be doing a more official launch at the beginning of the year, um, gearing up for that. Um, but it can be used now and people can begin that journey. The main thing that it starts with is a healing journey because before you're making disciples of others, you got to 
get your house clean and your house in order. But we, we're going to be putting on there how to walk in authority, how to cast it. We have how to hear God's voice. We've got um, some other pretty powerful um, courses on there. And we're going to be developing many more. That's what the Masters of Discipleship class is doing. Um, and I'm going to actually be recording in the next month two whole um, classes and uh, excited about that. And we are going to be up in our gear some, Lord willing. And um, th- this room has been designed to be a studio, but we kind of stopped at once we launched. And we're going to be dressing it up a little bit. Anybody have any suggestions in that arena? Feel free to send them. Um, we got some ideas and some stuff we're going to be working on. But hopefully by the beginning of the year, the whole set is uh, takes on a new look and feel. And uh, a lot of incredible, exciting stuff happening. That we're, we're doing a retreat with our 12 at the beginning of the year. That sounds like fun. And uh, we're doing two. We're doing one down here in Florida and one up in North Carolina. Wow. I'll be speaking several places up in Columbia and in uh, North Carolina. Um, we need to have a conference here. Yeah, we do. It's been, a, it's been over a year, I think, since we've had a conference yeah, here. Yeah. So. We're talking about doing one for sure at the end of the Master's of Substitute class, a pretty big one, uh-huh. um, and um, trying to nail down a location. There's a location that's available that's great, but it's it's they're yeah. booked on Saturday, so we're trying to figure out um, another location because we'd like to be all day Friday and Saturday, and uh-huh. we may do some stuff here and, and some stuff at another location, but... Um, yeah, we, we definitely are doing that. And we're, so we'll be launching 12 books. Um, and I, right now I've, I'm torn between two books and I'm working on both of them. And uh, both have captured my heart and imagination. And that is such an overachiever. Of, such an overachiever. One's on, on fasting. And I had, was I was dedicated to that one. That's a book that's going to be hard to sell. <laughs> <laughs> It is so powerful. It's the most one of the most powerful keys, I think, in the Christian life. But and, I have to not eat yeah. in America? Yeah. It, what, what has been interesting, too, is I've been seeing a great response. My goal is to unsell people. And I realize Jesus spent time unselling people. Like, if you really want to be my disciple, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Oh, yeah, he was I'm thinning not, the crowd. I'm not they, sure I want to do that, Jesus. They all left. Rather than go... Can you help us understand this? I, I don't understand, you know. And sometimes when he would clarify, he would thin the crowd even more, because he was like going, "How I got to test everybody's dedication, yeah. because you're only going to turn the world upside down with the one percenters, those that are 100 percent sold out." Yeah. And I watched a pastor in Singapore one time try to cut his congregation down. It was four years old, nearly five thousand people. And he wanted to cut it down. They were doing four services of like 1,200 people packed out. And he was like, I only want next week to have one service that's not even full. I'm, I only ones that I want, I, I want the ones that are ready to commit 100% to the vision. We've been talking about this vision, and, and it was pretty stout vision. And, and, he, and he was like, and I want to bless everybody. It was the most loving challenge but it was like he and he was serious. I even met with him a couple weeks later and he was like, what happened is not what I thought was going to happen. I seriously, the goal, I believe God even directed me was to thin the crowd. 
and every small group more than doubled in size. Offerings increased. The, you know, more people came and he was like, I don't know how to talk them out of it. And I, I'm like, man, there is something powerful about that. I could sell people to do the 40 day revolution years ago by trying to talk them out of it. Yeah. Um, this is not about free pizza. It's not about having fun. I'm looking for those that are ready to make a difference in their school. And the more I laid that out, it was wild. I would see a, what seemed like a pretty apathetic youth group go. Yeah, <laughs> I want to do that, you know, and it, it would usually only be a couple of vocal like leader types that would catch that. Like, Man, this is, he's caught my attention. This isn't just religious fluff. And they'd stand up, and pretty soon it was like the peer pressure because the yeah. leaders yeah. started to stand up. And, man, we need leaders to be leaders. Yeah. To go, I want to be a disciple. I, 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 we need pastors that will study every passage on being a disciple. We need people that are watching this podcast, not just to be entertained by it, to go, to, to say, I want to study that for myself. I want to see what this guy's talking about. Yeah. I, I am willing to be challenged. I'm willing to think. I'm willing to mull it over. And, um, yeah. Will you close us in prayer? Yeah, Lord, we don't want to be identified by what the world would call us. We want to be identified by what you would call us. And God, we want to understand that better. We want to know you better. We want to look more like you. We want the church to look more like you. We want our disciples, those that we invest in, to look more like you. God, we give you permission to challenge our thinking, to challenge our wording, to challenge our theology. We welcome it. We need it, Lord. Shape us, mold us more and more into your image, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. If you want to be a disciple, my dad wrote a book called Lord Disciple Me. It has a new cover and a new name, the Jesus Training Manual. But I think now if, if we you... We have both editions. If anybody wanted the old edition. Grandma bought two. Did I tell <laughs> really? you that? Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Mom's birthday party. She wow. was like, I want the Lord Disciple Me. I was like, I will go find two of those for you. Yeah. And so... Yeah. Well, I'm losing my uh, my microphone, but uh, thank you guys for joining us. Check out our online school and uh, our, some of our books, especially Jesus Training Manual. Thank you for listening. As always, like, comment, and share.